Jose turns off his email and puts on an out-of-office reply. He empties his inbox, and out-of-office reply says, I'm out with my family. I will not get your message. Email me back after this date if you need to reach me. And then he turns on auto-delete. So all the e- every email that comes in... <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't think I didn't even know that uh, was yeah, a yeah, button. Yeah. There's a button. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, your message will self-destruct. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm different. We realized <laughs> different. I'm different from that. If I don't hear anything, then in my mind, everything is falling apart. And I know that that's not true, and I'm sure there's some control things we could talk about, but whatever. <laughs> so my email forwards to our studio manager, and then she sends me an email on a secret email account mm-hmm. once a week, and it says, basically, everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Or it says, everything's okay, but answer this question. Mm-hmm. And so that's my way of, mm-hmm. of letting go. So then mm-hmm. the rest of the week, I can completely let go because right. I know that she can reach me if everything is blowing up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what it took us many trips. It took to us a long that out. time to figure this thing out, actually. Yeah. Okay, let's do this. This is Jeff. And I'm Andre. Are you ready? I'm ready. Love or work. Is anyone listening? No, don't put that on the air. These two people are really, really funny. This one made me cry. World Series champion. Around the entire world. NBA All-Star. We hope you love this interview as much as we did. Love or work. Welcome to the Love Work Podcast. This is Jeff. And I'm Andre. And we are here together asking this crazy question. Is it possible for both of us to be living out our purpose, staying in love, and raising a healthy family? And man, this past week, we were able to do two interviews. You heard one last week, and this is the second part of this whole live show that we did this live evening this it was very fun very fun evening with all kinds of friends you're gonna get to hear the crowd you're gonna hear the laughter yeah it was great how did you feel about the night i felt good besides that one moment that you had to announce to the world last week <laughs> but yes it was really fun and very fun to see actual face of listeners yeah which is really cool really cool uh when you hear this message we're actually gonna be on spring break Oh, yeah. That's yeah. fun. Very fun. Yeah, so I can't wait to be in the sunshine with you. Isn't that important, though? We've talked a lot about this. It's important sometimes to take vacations, yeah. to separate yourself from work, and to slow down and focus on one another, right? It's been, Yeah, it's great. Which really leads us into this whole conversation, doesn't it? <laughs> oh. oh. You were looking at me like you didn't know where we were headed, but we were on a journey. You are the king of leading into the next thing. That was a pretty good segue. It was good. All right. So today you're going to hear from Jose and Nicole Reyes. They are both founders of MetaLeap Creative, which is basically a creative organization that helps other organizations through branding, public des- uh, publication design, web design, and development. They're an incredible um, creative team. It, you should go to their website, metaleapcreative.com, see some of their work. It's it is amazing, inspiring, creative. I love them. Yeah, we first met them years ago. We were actually talking about this because they were designing Paste Magazine, which, which we were huge fans uh, of. Yeah, they still have an online fans. presence. but Big fans, but I loved the paper. Yeah, and, and they used to have, oh, they had the CDs. Oh, yes, which my we, favorite, which, with, which came with every magazine. Yeah, that was great. But you should go check them. I mean, you can go to Pace Magazine online too because it's still amazing. Content's music, amazing. Josh, music content. 
Josh and Nick when they started. That was great. Um, so listen, we, uh, we're going to learn from them here. We had this live recording. You'll probably hear the crowd with us. You will laugh. And oh, the great thing about them is like we years ago, they, they led us in a way of this idea of vacationing. They inspired us. They inspired us. And we literally copied them for one of our trips. Yeah. My BW. Yeah. I had it always planned in my head for so many years of this like kind of far off idea. Mm. And then I met them and they just made it so practical and mm. right in front of me. And I clung to that and ran with it. So we're going to hear a really unique story of two people that wanted to leave their, lead their family a little bit differently and really separate them themselves from work for certain seasons. And um, yeah, it's going to be great. So here they are, Jose and Nicole Reyes. Our love story took place 20-something years ago. Uh, we've been married for 23 years, and we also got married very young. And... Um, so we met in Tampa, Florida at a New Year's Eve party. And, um, and then we dated off and on for a couple of years. And then not until I was going. She did the, he did the nice one. He, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I filled in the gaps earlier. So, so he, he, we met on New Year's Eve and then he went back to school the next day on New Year's Day. And then he wrote me a letter with a pen and paper because this was the 90s. And... Um, and I didn't write him back. And then he came back over the summer and we dated. And then he went back to school that fall and he wrote me again. And again, I didn't write him back. And so... It was not looking good for me. But talk about perseverance. <clears throat> Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Yeah. So then he came back that Christmas. We dated again. And he said, we, we got together and I said, well, we just have to be friends. And he said, I don't want to be your friend. And I was like, well... I'm not sure what to do with that, but I think this is intriguing. And so then that's when we dated and got married two years later. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you that's wrote right. back. And she wrote me back. Wrote, that's right. Yeah. The letters started flying. Yeah. yeah. And so we have a little cardboard trunk of letters now, mm -hmm. um, which is really cool. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. So you work together. You've yes. worked together for 15, is that right? For 15, 15 years. 15 years. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, tell us a little bit about that. How does that, how does that work? Yeah. Jose started the studio 18 years ago, um, and we did not work together when he started it, right. which is good, I think. I think that was very good. Yeah. But the studio began in our house. So just like any other sort of entrepreneurial like new thing, you're like, okay, well, we can't afford to be out and have an office and that sort of thing. So what was the best next thing? And so that was in the front room of our house. And so um, as you can imagine, there are lots and many, 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 many hours of working late all throughout the night to try to do this thing. And, you know, if you started anything, you wear all the hats. So you're trying to get business. You're trying to take care of the work. You're trying to do all of the things. You're trying to cash checks. You're trying to get money from people. Um, so you get, you learn and you acquire a lot of skills very, very quickly. So it's a lot of trial by fire. Um, and so for the first few years, that's kind of how it was. And, um, and then ultimately Nicole came, she had quit her job and then she came and started working with me. Yeah. So the timing is that I was in investment banking and was commuting to New York Monday through Friday. 
and then we were ready to have kids. And we didn't know a lot about parenting, but we did know that that's not a good idea. And so I left that, and then we were both in Atlanta full-time, and that's when I went to to join the studio. So, yeah, it's been 15 years. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's much less stressful than than Mm -hmm. Wall Street, like, by far. Well, you much were, more fun. There were there was a point where she was having nightmares about her boss for several years after she had quit. That's not good. And that's how it was really horrible. It was a horrible experience. But you well, guys have in in working now, do you guys have like defined roles? Like how does that Yes, how does that we absolutely out? have defined yeah. roles now. Yeah, so, so I <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Yes, we do. I don't have nightmares at least about work." Yeah. Um so Jose's the creative director of the studio, and so although he kind of heads up the creative team and they all work together, and then I'm the managing director of the studio, so the project managers, account manager, studio manager, we all work together on the mm-hmm. client side of the studio. Mm-hmm. So my background is in business and his is in design, so it works. So he never tells me how to work on a spreadsheet. No. And I but she tells me all the time <laughs> about what the design should be. <laughs> Because you know everybody is a closet designer in some way, shape, or form. We all have opinions. You know, yeah. so everyone has opinions. But um, we actually sit right um, in front of each other. So she, actually she sits in front of me and we share a little office. But we also, we work out with everyone in like this big open space. And that's all sort of by we design. We even share an office. And we, we even share a little office, office right? Mm-hmm. But we also share it with our whole team. I would team. never be able Yeah, to I like it. Yeah. Do you guys ever get kind of sick of each other? Because we would... We'd kill each other. Yeah. You well, would? we don't. We don't have desks. You really would. For sure. We, don't we have used to desks, have like we used to have the same, but we used to share a desk. In this building. Really? Okay. No, I think right. because we do different things, it works. Right. Right. That's yeah. Right. If we did the same thing, yeah. it, it really wouldn't. Yeah. And and honestly, he's incredibly patient because if he came over and did try to tell me how to, you know, handle the formatting on a spreadsheet, I would lose it. So. You know, to your credit, you're really patient. Thanks. I yeah. appreciate that. I'm looking good in so this then story. Also, so, okay, but if you work together and all that, then how do you create these kind of where you're not always just bringing work straight home and yeah. straight mm-hmm. into conversations at night and dinner? And how does that, yeah. how do you do that? Um, well, we don't, actually. We don't. So a big part of the way that we have seen our relationship is that everything is intertwined. And for us, having a separation between work and home isn't uh, just isn't reasonable in some ways because we used to try to do that. We try. We used to try to do it, but everything is connected. So, and we were talking to Jeff earlier about this, and that is like our dreams are wrapped up with our work and our children and, and our team at work and our team and what we do there is also directly affects their sort of hopes, dreams, aspirations. Mm-hmm. And so separating those things for us is really is, is difficult because there's always something to talk about. And um, Katie, you said that you guys don't talk about heavy things after nine o'clock. And it's like, we're sort of just getting going sometimes <laughs> at nine o'clock. But it's, there's so much to talk about. And the thing is, like, if we can like, share anything tonight, it's that we love doing this together. Like, we love doing it. And we've had to put real stakes in the ground around our family, around um, the things that we hold dear. But there's also places where we let that in. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we do our best thinking when we're not at the office and we're inspired or we're just out and about. Um, and so, you know, being a creative, I'm like, you know, we don't know when 
that's gonna we're gonna be inspired in that way. So we just sort of roll with that. Um, but it's also organized. And but similarly, you don't know when you're going to get an email from the school at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And mm-hmm. you're like, hey, we need to go talk about this thing. Or right. carpool blows up, and you're like, I know we're going to this meeting, but what are we going to do about this? Mm-hmm. So yeah. as much as work comes home with us, our personal life comes to the office too. So um, most of that, no one from our team is here, but most of that <laughs> happens with the office door closed, so we don't mm-hmm. tend to bring that out to the rest right. of the team, or we try not to. Um, but we do talk about personal stuff a lot, a lot at work right. because that's just when, when the thing happens, we talk about it. And someone that used to work for us said that I asked her, um, she left to have a baby, and I, 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 one of the last questions I asked her was um, what it was like to work for a married couple and how she felt like that impacted the work, if it did or not. And she said she thought, it, if anything, it made us more agile because we made decisions really quickly. And I think that that's true. So we make decisions about work really quickly, and then at, when personal things happen, we make those decisions and move on those things really quickly as well, mm-hmm. rather than waiting until we go home, we have dinner, the kids are in bed, and okay, now let's right. talk about this email we got from the teacher. Which you're kind of exhausted at that point anyway, so mm-hmm. when we're in the moment, we'll just go, hey, this thing happened, and we'll go in the office, we'll talk about it, and we'll actually spend as much time as we need to to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And um, we really will sort of get into that, and we'll ask each other really questions about you know, what's kind of what's at stake right here if we just sort of relax and um, don't do anything right now? Um, what do we need to do? What do we need time right now to think about, you know, the situation? And so um, it's actually, it works really well because we have this very fluid day and because we're doing everything together, it just has worked in a really great way for, for us, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, we, um, Andre and I, we, I remember when we first got married, we were looking at all these other couples trying to figure out someone that we wanted to be like. Like, what's a family we want to be like? And we realized there's no family we want to be like. And, but yet we saw these glimpses of things that we wanted to replicate in families in all different spaces. And Jose and Nicole, you guys were one of those families for us. And um, specifically around these experiences you create for your family. So can you talk about the, the importance that you put on these experiences with your family? Explain, explain yeah, sure, how you get sure. there and what you guys do. Okay, there's these experiences, everyone, <laughs> and they're amazing. Um, so when we were dating and we were falling in love, we talked a lot about what are the things that we love doing and what are the things that we want to keep on doing. And we both grew up traveling a lot. So I was born in Puerto Rico. Uh, my parents, my dad... He joined the military, and then we like we just were going everywhere. And so I got to live in all these different places um, growing up. And Nicole also traveled a lot. Um, and so we were like, you know, we really love traveling. And then once we got married, we were like, okay, so what does that what does that look like? How do we bake this into our life? Because if we're working for other people, um, we won't be able to take the kind of time that we think that we need to be able to travel. And you always wanted to have your own studio. That was like, that was always a thing. So it was like, well, this could work Mm -hmm. somehow. So we turned the cube a lot. And so we got to a point where we're like, you know what? We want to be able to take once a year, at least three weeks off, um, if not up to four weeks or five weeks. All at once. All at once. So not just like in one, like in these little bits, mm-hmm. but all at one time. So we can actually take the time to decompress, go someplace, live, enjoy the culture, mm-hmm. have an experience, slow down, de- uh, disconnect from everything. And then we we're like, okay, well, <laughs> how do we do that when we're working for other people? Because that's not going to work. 
And so part of Meta Leap was, hey, if we do this, then we want to bake this in. So we started Meta Leap, and then it still took like 10 years to go and do one of these trips because we were doing all of these things. We were managing the business of the business, and it was just extremely difficult to get away. And so um, at our 10th year, we took our first trip, which was this five-week trip, uh, cross-country trip around the country. Yeah, with our it, two five-year-olds. It coincided with the kids turning. So we have 14-year-old twins. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we forgot that. It coincided mm -hmm. with the kids being five years old. And so um, we knew that, so the goal was that by the time they went to school, we would be able to take a long trip every summer. And I think that that's good. If anyone out there is considering doing this with toddlers, I would say you should think again. Um, five is good. Seven is great. Mm -hmm. um, so we started this when they were five years old and mm -hmm. the first trip we did by car and we stayed in hotels everywhere. And then we've just done this every mm -hmm. year. It's, um, it's amazing for the family. And yeah, so now you guys do that too. But mm -hmm. so we take a trip every summer, um, some are shorter now. So we go between three and five weeks every summer to a different place. We completely unplug. Jose turns, here's a, here's a lesson. Jose turns off his email and puts on an out-of-office reply. He empties his inbox and out-of-office reply says, I'm out with my family. I will not get your message. Email me back after this date if you need to reach me. And then he turns on auto-delete. So all the e every email that comes in. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you I didn't even know that I, was yeah, a yeah, button. Yeah. There's a button. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, your message will self-destruct. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm different. We realized <laughs> different. I'm different from that. If I don't hear anything, then in my mind, everything is falling apart. And I know that that's not true, and I'm sure there's some control things we could talk about, but whatever. <laughs> so my email forwards to our studio manager, and then she sends me an email on a secret email account mm -hmm. once a week, and it says, basically, everything's okay. Mm -hmm. Or it says, everything's okay, but answer this question. Mm -hmm. And so that's my way of, mm -hmm. of letting go. So then the rest of the week, I can completely let go because right. I know that she can reach me if everything is blowing up. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what it took us many trips. It took to us a long time to figure this thing out, actually. Yeah. And so you don't, the kids don't have technology either. Our kids right. are the only right. 14 year olds in Atlanta with no phones. <laughs> oh my if they were here, they would tell you they're the only 14 year olds in Atlanta with no yeah. phones. Um, yeah. So they don't, they don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So in these trips you've taken, um, talk to us about how it changes your family dynamics. Yeah. Whether yeah. You, when you separate from all the distractions of life yeah. and the four of you are together, sometimes in a tiny VW van. Sometimes. We literally sometimes. copied your life <laughs> you did. for a couple, a couple of our trips. That's so awesome. But um, yeah, talk to us about yeah. what, what happens. The thing that we thought um, by planning these was that we were going to do something sort of so different that we would, we would sort of get all these things just by being with our kids. Like the dynamic in life would like be activated in a really amazing way. And we actually- Because has a very romantic view of the world. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so um, we had read this book called One Year Off. And it basically this couple sold everything, like everything. And they took their kids and they went and they traveled around the world for a year. And the whole Actually, time I'm thinking, like why did you months. have to sell everything? Why didn't you just rent right, your house? Right. And, you know, this of course, as we were reading it, we're like, well, what do we do differently in this moment? This. Um, so that was a great point of inspiration. Like, oh, well, somebody's done this. And so we just felt like some things that we could gain in our family would be a way for our kids to really see and have time that we want to know them. 
Uh, we want to be with them. We want to have adventures with them. We want to have danger with them. Um, we want to have mission together, which is super difficult to do, like, in the city. Like, mission isn't necessarily like, hey, we're going to take you to swimming. Like, mission is we're lost in another place and don't speak the language. The kids always say, are what we are lost? We and he's like, no, we're in France. Right. Like, we're not lost. We know exactly we know where, where we, are. we are. Totally. And everyone is always so friendly. And you know what's great, too, is that everybody, like, when they see that you've got kids, they're, like, totally, yeah. like, oh, you know, we want to help them. And so, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which is true. Tell me, tell them what you were yeah. telling me about, like, your kids actually acting their yeah, yeah. age. I loved what you guys said. Totally. Yeah, I, yeah so the, we started doing this when they are five. They're 14 now, so we're on, I don't know how many trips it's been. Uh, we have not done that. It feels like there have been a couple of years we've missed, but mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, so... What we've seen every year consistently is that they seem their age when we get them out of Atlanta, when we get them out of their context and away from their friends and away from school and, um, and honestly away from the responsibilities that they have when we're at work. So like right now they're at home. So they're, you know, making dinner and doing their homework and getting ready for bed and doing all of that. And so when, when we're here, they have responsibilities to age up in a way because we're so busy working. But when we all leave, then they get to just be themselves. Mm-hmm. And so that means all sorts of things. It means we snuggle up. It means when we're watching a movie or we'll read books to them out loud still to this day. I mean, some of my our best right, memories right. are reading books out loud to them on these trips yeah. and seeing their you know, faces in the top of the Volkswagen camper van uh-huh. looking down while we're like reading we, to them. we literally read all the harry potter books over the course of several years on trips just reading out loud like yeah. in camper vans with like the ocean just sort of doing its thing in the it's background pretty, it, okay or, so that is pretty romantic it is <laughs> like it totally satisfied like all my little buttons i'm like yes this is great yeah they're gonna totally remember this but i still see it even now that they're older that they can just be themselves they don't have to flex and you know yeah pretend to age up or be cool, you know, when well, they're, when there's no one to be cool for, it's just us. They can be their goofy teenage selves. Well, and one thing too, that's been really amazing to see is that they become softer mm-hmm. and they become more willing to open themselves up and to be cared for in, in really kind of a different way. Um, and it's been a really beautiful experience to be able to have that with them. Um, I was telling them over dinner that um, they will hold your hand, and you, you know they're that out. they're they would for, not want they would not to want to hear that. that. But <laughs> it's really it's amazing because when they're here, every everyone all of us are trying to age up in some way, and they will like will be somewhere, and it's like it's the sweetest moment and a tender moment, and you just you don't even acknowledge it at times, but it's like they just want to be with you in that moment, and it's just. It's really beautiful. Um, and I think when we can sort of steal away and have these kind of moments that are precious to our family and cultivate um, sort of an adventurous spirit in them and a heart in them, then, you know, it's a way that we can love them and that, that they can be known outside of the context here. Now, and, you know, it's not, I mean, it works for you to be able to take that amount of time. You're the boss, right? right. So you can leave. There, That's a luxury. Mm-hmm. There's um, costs in it that everyone might not be able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but the point is, 
when are you separating from work, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To slow down, to turn your email off, mm-hmm. to focus on, on your kids, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And let them have that reciprocal. Yeah. You know, there's a typical moment. And for, yeah. for most people, I think that the, you're right, people don't see the other side of it, and it's a luxury to be able to do that because we run the business. But the part that people don't see is that, be, that we do work all the time. So, again, if the kids were here, they would say, yeah, but Saturday morning they were having coffee and they were talking about this client or this project. Or, and so the, the other side of it, yes, it's our thing, and that's why we're able to do it, but also we work a lot when we're here and so it is um it's both a luxury and in some ways a necessity because we I feel like work a lot so what are some practical things like if somebody were thinking that this is something they would want to start to do Mm -hmm. what are some practical ways first steps things Mm -hmm. that they could kind of start start with turning your email off on the weekend Mm -hmm. Step one, be able to get away from it for just a day or two. Turn Mm -hmm. it off at night. Plug it in the other room. Like, Just at first, start to create the expectation that whoever it is you work for, whether it's your boss or a client or donors or whoever, that you are not available all the time. And, man, I can't tell you. Our clients, Mm -hmm. not at least not that we've heard, everyone is totally into it. Mm -hmm. Like they're, where are you going this summer? And, Mm -hmm. you know, how are the kids responding to it? And Mm -hmm. it's been really good. And I think an encouragement to a lot of people, including the people that we work for, Mm -hmm. ultimately our clients. Mm -hmm. So I think, first of all, it's not being accessible just in your day to day. We do have boundaries set up. Like, so I guess your question is about like, if you're going to start something or at work, like what you should do. In your sort of day-to-day um, life? No, is that so what you... like if a family wanted to start mm-hmm. doing this. Okay. What are some practical ways that they could kind of start setting this up, getting themselves... I mean, Jeff and I have to like financially prepare oh, yeah. we save, for like yeah. the entire year. So we totally. save all That's year. Thing, yeah, we know, save all year for our summer is, trips. Right. Um, the kids know, too, that, that that means a lot of things. So um, it, there are a lot of things that we don't do and that they don't have because we take these big big summer trips. And so we do prepare for it financially all year. And that's partially why we haven't done it every single year. So some years, um, there have been a couple of years that we haven't. One year, when we, the year we went to England, we only went for two weeks, but with the exchange rate at the time, it was like four. And so that sort of thing, you know, we do plan for that in advance. We plan our, we communicate with our clients well in advance that we're going to be leaving, who's going to be responsible for them, all of that all and I stuff. love, like, so their kids are, like, in sports and do all the sports things, all of that, and they just take them out. You just take them out. Well, and I would Which s- I love. Like, yeah. we're yeah. not completely, you're not, like, forming your whole life around right, yeah. right. their and schedules. That and might be the hardest thing. I mean, they now that they've gotten older, they have things they want to do in the summers, so they're like, we want to... Basically, they don't know what they want to do, but they want to keep all their options open. Mm-hmm. And so... So they don't want to, They actually don't want to do anything. They just want to be available in case somebody calls. And we're like, um... That's not really going to work. like that, so... Yeah. But I appreciate you in this moment. Yeah, so... Um, so they know that that's not going to work for us and that we're going on these trips. And so they've just kind of accepted their fate, like no phones and these big summer trips. And once we're there, they always love it, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But getting there, can now that they've gotten older, they, they have more opinions. But, yeah, the sports thing, our daughter's a year-round swimmer, and coaches don't take well to you taking your year-round swimmer out for a month every year or not swimming on Sundays. So when meets are Thursday, Friday, Saturday, she doesn't swim on Sundays. They don't take well to that either. But you know what? 
it's not going to be the end of the world. It's going to be okay. So um, you make the best decision you can with the information you have at the time. And so that's what we've decided with the information we have for right now. I love the intentionality you guys have in proactively thinking about your family. <laughs> and um, so share a little bit, like, how do you do that? How do you, how do you proactively th- engage on that topic as a family? Our daughter told my mother that we were going away for the weekend to plan for their their last few years at home and what it looks like throughout their high school years. And our daughter relayed to us that my mother said, they are the only people who would go away for a long romantic weekend when one might go out for a birthday cake, but instead plan, um, plan for your children's futures. But we have to, because if we don't, I mean, they're already 14. And that happened in about a day and a half. I'm telling you, a day and a half ago, they were toddlers. And so tomorrow, not to be terrible, but tomorrow they're going to college. Like, that's how it feels. It feels like it goes that fast. I would like to add, though, in case anyone here is thinking that everything is planned out and this is all hyper-organized, like, it's not. And the way that that sounds, I'm like, ooh, I don't really want to have anything to do with that. Um, (laughs) it the is the creative over here is like right the creative is like wait a second too much planning so it actually it's i think it's a little bit more like we are intentional in having fewer things we're intentional in living in a smaller house we're intentional with things like devices with video games like those don't exist uh, we're intentional with the things that we go and do like daily we're intentional with um, when we're when we leave work we don't check emails. Everyone in our office also leaves work at a reasonable time, like five o'clock. And doesn't check emails. And nobody works on the weekends. And no one works on vacation. And nobody is expected to work on vacation. Um, and when we go away, we're not actually planning for their future. We're saying, in fact, what we talked about was, what do we want them to know, not just about themselves, but about sort of life? What are things that we haven't talked about yet? What are opportunities that we haven't had a chance to do because we haven't made the time to do them? Um, And what is that going to look like in the little bit of time that we have left? Because I think we think we have until 18, but it's really like 16 Mm. because they're doing their thing. They're like, all right, I'm independent, and they have activities. Um, And in fact, to get to the activity thing, it's like, well, they have one thing they do. So like our daughter does swimming and our son does Boy Scouts. And aside from that, like all that time is meant for boredom. All that time is meant for like hanging out at the house and having adventures and stuff like that. So we don't program. We're like really trying to be specific about giving them opportunities to, you know, kind of live. All right, final question. Do you think it's possible to stay in love, pursue your purpose, and raise a healthy family? You had a great answer to this earlier, yesterday. I put you on the spot. I, I think that's a similar question to the one that people seem to always ask, mostly moms, about work-life balance. And I was raised by a working mom, a single working mom, and a bunch of strong women who worked really hard and told me all along that you can have it all. Right? You can work, and you can have this amazing career, and you can be a mom, and it's going to be amazing. Um, and to their credit, they made it possible for me to be the first person in my family to go to college and to go to business school and to work on Wall Street. Like Because of these women who came before, 
all of these things are possible. But no one ever told me that you'll have to make a choice. And so um, I think that, that that theme has come up tonight, that you can do it all, but just know that you can't be at work until 8 o'clock at night and then also make the cupcakes for school tomorrow. Like, you just, you just can't. And so I'm a perfectionist, and so I have a really hard time with that. So when you ask that question, is it possible, I want to go, no, it's not possible. But I think the, the reason that I say that, that that would be my first response, is because I'm a perfectionist. So my standards for what it is to be everything to every client and every person on our team at work and everything to the kids and the room mom and all that stuff. I've never been the room mom. I don't have time to be the room mom. But, um, <laughs> but I should because that's what, that's what that role of perfect mom would do. And so that's a constant struggle for me is to um, balance my tendency and my desire for um, being perfect is, is, a, is a strong word, but to do everything with great excellence all the time. So I've tried to trade that for the idea of doing everything honorably. So my new goal is that I want to be found honorable in everything that I do. So I want to give my best to my family, our best to our clients, um, and to hold all of that all of that in balance. I will say that even if it's not even if it's not possible to do it all perfectly all the time, I wouldn't trade it. Mm. I love it. I love that we work together. I love every single member of our team at the office. I mean, I really, truly do. And who gets to say that they love every person they work with? Like, and I like them. Um, and that's amazing. So I really wouldn't trade it. Mm. Um, I really liked uh, Katie's answer about um, that you can, but imperfectly. And I think probably because of my background, um, I just think that there's always other ways, um, other avenues, other, um, like we do think something one way, but it can be done in another way too. And so there's a lot of asking for forgiveness in our house. There's a lot of I'm sorry's in the house um, all the way around. And I think that's just part of this thing that you're, this question that you're asking. And it's, it's both. And I'm definitely at a point in my life where it's both. And so it's not like, oh yeah, we can, we can have this little perfect thing. It's like, no, it's actually broken in many ways, but we live and do this dance around the broken part of it. And we see the beauty in it and we savor it when we have those moments and the beauty and in the hard parts, um, which I think are really important. That's where the richness comes into play. And that's the stuff that we want to see our, our kids be involved in too. So it's like they also get to see the imperfection of doing this thing we call work. And we actually invite them into it as well. So like we'll talk about it and like we'll pray together um, and we'll pray for hard things that are coming up and like they're involved and it's not a separation. They actually get to see it and they, they'll come into the office like – after school or something and just like to say, Hey, or, you know, and like people know them. And so they're known in a different way with these adults and ask questions. How's that situation going with that client? And what did you decide to do about that? And mm -hmm. it's been really, that's been a really fun thing about them getting older and growing up in the business is that, um, that they really are mm -hmm. a part of it. They see, they see a different aspect of work than I yeah. think most kids do. Right. Right. Do you guys have a house boat? No, uh, no, we, we don't. don't. 
The question is, do you have we a don't house have a, phone? Oh, sorry. <laughs> we don't have a house phone. And actually, as the kids got older and that became a thing where they were old enough to be alone, what were we going to do about that? So um, we have FaceTime on an iPad. Actually, my daughter has called twice since we've been sitting here, but she'll be fine. <laughs> what am I going to do to help, right? <laughs> I told him I thought we'd be done at 9, so she's like, it's 9.15. That's right. <laughs> Clock is ticking. Um, so that's how, in case of emergencies, they can, they can reach someone. But yeah. again, if you're not there, what are you going to do? That's good. <clears throat> do we have another question? So how do their friends call them? How do they talk? They, mm-hmm. um, that's that's sudden, really been a challenge because... They call your cell phone? They call my cell phone. Mm-hmm. And you're a... Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, join me in thanking Nicole... And now it's time for the breakdown. Yes, they were so excellent. I felt like I learned so much from them Mm. that night. Um, And just, I know we take a month off every summer every june yeah um but i still felt like i learned so much when Mm. they um did it because they just i will say they have done something that we have never done do you know what i'm talking about no auto delete oh my goodness you jeff schoenbarger have never done auto delete to my stomach (laughs) with auto thinking about that I didn't even know it was a button. You should do that because you have 17,000 emails in your inbox right now. <laughs> I'm really bad at it. For someone that that communicates how operational you are, you'd never delete any email. True. So True maybe statement. you need to check okay, that out. Okay, but we're not talking about us, folks. We're talking about <laughs> the podcast. So I know, I mean, even just that idea was like, wow, people do that? I did not even know. It was it's a gutsy thing that he does. It's a bold move. He puts himself I out. I dare you, Schindelberger. I yeah. double dog dare you hmm. to do it this summer. Interesting. Bam! Out on the internet. <laughs> what do you think about that? Nicole said this thing. She said, "All of us are trying to age up in some way." Yeah, and our kids especially. I was thinking of- about it for myself. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I was thinking about, I mean, I, I mean, we can look at our kids and, and she was kind of sharing about that same way, but the statement is all of us are trying to age up in some way. Hmm. And I don't know if that's true for me. I I get it. I mm, get it. I'm I, I think, trying to stay as young and free as possible. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm trying to be an older woman yet. I mean, isn't, but isn't this the reality and why so many people go into debt? It's because they want something before they actually can have it. Oh, well, when you take it to the debt stuff. I yeah, it I permeates our right. culture in every way. I thought her statement I guess I could see that. had so much depth to it. Hmm. It was very convicting. Well, let's take it to the kids, too. I think we do see our kids put on like the tough persona and the trying to act a little bit older than what they are. And, and I think even as um, parents, a lot of times we do recognize those moments when they go back to Mm -hmm. who they are, Mm -hmm. like when they snuggle on your lap Mm -hmm. or, and you just have those rare moments of time. And that kind of got me all teary eyed. In contrast, Nico was trying to get us to take him to a PG 13 movie. 
Oh yeah, he was. And he's six. Yeah, he was. <laughs> and he was like, "When do I get to do that?" I was like, "Do the math. <laughs> What's thirteen minus six? He was like, "Oh." But I did love like how he's talking about his teenagers yeah. just holding his hand, There's like grabbing his hand that. and things like that. That it's like they avoid at all costs during the regular normal life i think the the essence of that is that when they separate themselves there's a deeper connection that they have with one another yeah and we've felt that a we've lot totally felt it. on our time off we feel we i think by the end of our time we feel like we know our kids so much better than when we started totally like even just when we were sitting there listening i was thinking i can't wait till june i know like i can't wait for us to leave and be together yeah We have such connection time in that. Um, Jose and Nicole, thank you so much for sharing with our community, for leading and teaching us how to do this. It's really revolutionized our family, and I think it's going to challenge a lot of other people too. Now, you might be listening to this and think, I can't do that. I can't do what they have done. Yeah. Is that a fair thing? Right, which I think I was trying to get at a little bit during the podcast. Yeah, but that's okay. The question is like, how does it work for you? How are you choosing to step away from your work for seasons. Because yeah. there has it, we've talked a lot about this. Like we usually have seasons of busy in our work. But the question is, when are we gonna have a season that's not busy where we're focused on our family? Right. Because and, a lot of times it's so easy to say, well, we're in a busy season, right. I'm in a busy season, and then it just rolls yeah, into busy the season busy, never, and ends. It never ends. It's called a busy life. Yeah. <laughs> And so we have to be intentional of ending it and creating a space of rest. And Jose and Nicole, you guys have exemplified this to us, and we are so thankful. I think our listeners are going to be thankful. So, man, another great week of Lover Work, and we will be with you again next week. This episode was produced by DJ Oak Diggy for Soul Graffiti Productions.